0: Welcome to Lift, a parenting podcast where we ask the questions about family and faith. We recognize parenting takes a lot of heavy lifting, both in physical, emotional, and spiritual ways. Let's face it, raising a family is hard work. Some of us are doing it as a single parent, some of us are working with a spouse, but all of us have questions every day Are we screwing up our kids, our marriage, our relationships? And this podcast asks the questions that can guide each of us to finding our rhythm and creating a space for God in our home. Season four, we're asking the question, why church? In this year of 2021, where everything is still a bit different, some things still feel very similar. Let's take the time to ask, why church? Why is it important? is it? Is it? This year reminded us as parents that we are the ultimate leaders with our children. This has always been true. Just in the past, we had different support systems to help us along the way. And in 2020, those support systems became distant, looked different, as we took on the heavy load of helping our kids learn, of tutoring, of loving, of discipline, counseling, playing, faith development with our children. So this season, each week, we're going to be asking the question, why is church important? As we look into the future of 2021, are you going to go back? Why should you? Today, we're talking about the church and community. Well, welcome to season four of Lift, a parenting podcast. I'm so glad to be back with you all today. I woke up this morning like super excited because it felt like I was doing something normal, something I did before 2020. So I'm more than excited to be with you today, and you'll hear that. I'm probably going to talk too fast and a little too high. Um, This season, we're talking about why church. And I feel like in the year 2020, parents recognized that we are the primary blank. And so today we're going to talk about why church, and we're asking the question of, is community important? when it comes to church. So when I thought about who to ask, I immediately thought of my friend Sarah. So the United Methodist um, ordination process is long and tedious, but I was given a gift in that process, and that was in our residency program. Sarah and I connected, and she has become a soul sister to me. So Sarah, welcome. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about you as a Whole person. Who are you?
1: Well, first I'll say, I feel like when you and I met for the first time, it was like instant love. Yes. Like we just, we just,
0: I do you I don't know. Re- Do you remember where we met for the first time? Wasn't it commissioning? So my first memory of you was a mock interview before commissioning. And we were at Perkins. Oh, yes,
1: that's right. And I
0: thought, oh, I want to be her friend.
1: <laughs> and look, Well, and I it's thought happened. the same thing. Like I thought, how intelligent and smart as this woman. I need to know
0: her. Oh, yeah. Oh I should gosh. surround myself like people oh, like you. Yeah, uh. same. So Sarah and I are both ordained pastors in the United Methodist Church. Sarah, you have been in Texas how many years now? Seven years now. So where did you, March. you move, move from?
1: Louisiana. So yeah, I'm initially from Louisiana and um, have been called to ordination all my life, but didn't realize it <laughs> until I got to Texas and stumbled into seminary and found myself called into ministry as a deacon um, and get to work side by side with you. So I'm excited. So yeah. yeah, I'm at Lover's Lane in Dallas, Texas, and I am the family pastor there and also get to pastor the young adults um, there at Lover's Lane. So, and then do a million different things that God calls me to. So yeah. it's great.
0: And I mean, you are a mom. I
1: am. I'm a mom. I have two beautiful children. Um Bryson is two years old. We call him Dr. Destruction. Um, <laughs> many parents out there probably know exactly what I'm talking about. He's a two-year-old in 3T, but 4T also fits. Yep. So he's going to be generous like your boys. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then Grayton is six and she is amazing and um, struggles with perfection. and But she's just incredible. And I just love her to death. She's just brilliant and a great big sister.
0: I love um, having friends with younger children in my life. It reminds me of just the fullness of parenting, right? Like when you say Dr. Destruction, I'm like, oh, yeah, one day he's going to be a linebacker (laughs) like my son or in the band like my son was, too. Like you never know. Right.
1: Probably ballet dancer because he's really into that right now. Yeah. So he's going to do both, I think, offensive line and uh, largest ballet
0: dancer we've ever
1: seen. I love
0: that. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. So, okay, so today, this whole season is talking about why church, asking the question, as parents, Mm -hmm. why is church important? Should we go back to church? Is that a rhythm that we actually missed, or do we enjoy our Sunday mornings? So we're just going to ask different questions each week. And today I'm asking the question, why church, community, dot, 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 Mm -hmm. right? So let's just dig in. When you think about a church community, what do you think of? And this is kind of a twofold question. Inside the walls or outside the walls or both?
1: My answer is yes. Uh-huh. My answer is yes. And so for me, a lot of times we say church and community or church or community. And for me and my understanding, church and community are one and the same. And so just to give... Um, Just kind of some depth to that. One of the things we as United Methodists say is that we, the church, exist for the maintenance of worship, the edification of believers, and the redemption of the world. And that's a really tough way of saying that we exist um, because we get to continue worshiping together as we have for thousands of years as a community. That is who we are and what we've done. The second part of that is we get to teach and learn and build up one another as a community. Again that's who we are and what we do. And then we get to um by God's grace invite others into the loving and healing presence of Jesus Christ in community. That's how we were created to be from the very beginning. And so it's hard for me really to understand
0: any separation of that. And okay, so I'm going to I'm going to name a separation. Yeah, COVID. Okay. So this past year and I'll speak to my family, my family, and of course, yes, I recognize I'm a pastor. So put the asterisk and roll your eyes right now. But we were at church every single Sunday. Mm-hmm. My kids came early with me. Mm-hmm. This was not something that like it was a rhythm and it was who we are and what we did. We are out of that rhythm. I don't like my kids come when they come. Um, they watch every Sunday, but it's it's different. And so. That community has felt, it's still there. I do, I'm not saying the church shut down in 2020 because I think the church was vibrant and alive. But the gathering together stopped. So why come back together?
1: So remember I said that I don't think we can separate church and community. I think it's one and the same. And so where we are that is church. And I know for my family in particular, as one who also like you, my children, I've we're double PK, my husband Scott is also a pastor. Uh-huh. And so again, we often even though knowing this, we still separated it we still saw it as a building or a place or a thing we did. And now we even look at it as watching on Sunday morning or live streaming it whenever we can or whatever. And it's not. I think we're really starting to, and I'm hearing from a lot of parents that are saying, I'm getting to understand Sabbath now. I'm getting to understand really what it is to be a church um, as I go and look for the needs of the world and help meet those needs, as I love my neighbor um, in distant ways, as I learn that I need to sit down with my kids mm-hmm. and read scripture. I think that we are wrestling with the question, are we going to come back? And what that's, is that going to look like? And I pray that we come back better, that we pray, not, I pray that we not just come back on Sunday mornings, but that we come back fully in community when we're sitting in the stands of a football game. right? And that we're truly being churched in that way. And I think we have been, but I think we can do it better. And I hope that COVID is giving us that gift in it.
0: That's, I feel like, I mean, as I'll talk church sense, because you know that we usually uh, minister to the extremes, mm. right? We yeah. minister to the ten percent who are on the fringe and may not fit in and might be, you know, desperately seeking blank um, therapy, food, whatever something to sustain them. Mm-hmm. Then you have the 10% on the other side of the spectrum who are here no matter what. And even if they actually identify with the other 10%, you'd never know it, mm-hmm. right? But in that middle is 80. Um. So I just, I wonder what's going to happen with the 80. And since this is a parenting podcast, so let's focus on why is it important as parents to be a part of this church community or church in general?
1: So one of the things I've been really wrestling with lately and really that God has just brought up on my heart is that so many of us look to church as what are we going to get out of it? Mm -hmm. And if we really flip that and look at the church by what we can bring and what gifts we have, I think that answers that question. And I think for the full 80 to really lean in and to start to invest their gifts. And those gifts may be brokenness and vulnerability. How is that a gift? <laughs> so we have a um a small group that meets. We started meeting this summer um, after um, George Floyd's death. And the question was, how are we as parents going to talk to our kids? How do we how do we deal with parenting and racism and dealing with our children and helping them understand. And that's really how this group came about. And in the very first meeting of the group, when we were literally, we were doing this on zoom and going around and and checking in one of the moms just totally shared how she was and about her struggles with depression and about really where she was and what was going on. And it broke our group wide open Mm -hmm. and we were immediately um, connected and there was an immediate trust. And because she brought her vulnerability and that's a great gift I see in her. And I constantly tell her that she has that honesty of vulnerability that we so desperately need. And I think that we don't look at it as a gift. And I think if we did, um, I wonder what would happen. But again, that's why we have to be part of a community, um, And you can't do it alone and you can't just do it just in your house, just with your family. That is a great place for, and it's a great place for you to start, but it's so important. And God has given us the gift of church. Mm -hmm. And so if we start to look at it as not, what did I get out of the sermon, but what can I offer? Because I heard that. Because I heard that sermon or because I really struggled with that sermon. And maybe I need to go back and just look at the words of scripture.
0: Yeah. Okay. I totally agree with you. Yeah. That being a part of a community is important. Mm-hmm. Today we're focusing on church. So I'm going to frame this in a different way. Okay, My kids are a part of a football community. Mm-hmm. They are brothers. The parents are tight. We, I mean, like it is thick and thick, like they support each other. They, um, you know, I never, I never got sports, right? Like it's, I still joke that My boys are God's joke on me. And I mean that out of sincere love because I'm learning something new, but I'm able to see that true community, right? Or the band or the choir. Why do they need a church community if they're already connected to a community somewhere else?
1: I think really primarily it's because we get to identify God's presence here within us. And that's everywhere, right? We know that God is with us, but I think this really allows our lenses to be opened to what God is doing among us. And then by God's grace allows us to work through us. That's really the primary reason.
0: Yeah. You know what I want on my gravestone? Not to go like deep and sad, (laughs) but I'm always (laughs) ready to talk about death. Um, That she taught me I was a child of God. Mm. Like if that's on my gravestone, I'm good. Because that is what I have seen in my kids is when things have been taken away from them, Mm. they made B team. The girlfriend broke up with them. They didn't make the grade, whatever. If they can identify fully first as a child of God, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: the other things around them, when they're stripped away, they don't matter as much. They still matter and it still hurts but you have a centering point to go back to. Um, And in that, I like, I've seen that in my kids through COVID. Um, My youngest has had a little rough bout with the friend group lately. And I kept saying, how are you doing? Like, I'm expecting you not to do well. And he said that that's just, that's on the, that's the extra. Hmm. And I thought, dang. And that wasn't because of me. Yeah. That was because of the community. That has poured into him all the days of his life.
1: Yeah. I mean, Howard Thurman, so great pastor and theologian says it really boils down to us as a church, us as a community. You remember, I see those mm-hmm. two words as the same mm-hmm. to be known and to be loved, to know others and to love others.
0: Okay. So here's a question I get a lot, especially from my friends who aren't a part of a church. That we are a bunch of hypocrites, that we say one thing on Sunday morning and then act another way on Tuesday. Um, That when we have Bible study together, the prayers are really just a gossip hour, so everybody knows everybody's business. How do we deal with the brokenness of church when we're inviting people in?
1: I really look at the brokenness of church as kind of, like I said, the vulnerability is a gift. That's really honestly our best gift. I think that we as church have pulled along that idea of perfection for way too long. And I think that if we lean into the brokenness, you know, Romans reminds us that nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God. And it's in our brokenness, I think, that we can lean into that even more Mm -hmm. and believe it even more. And so it's the same for all of us. Nothing. There is nothing. You are not too broken. You are not too hypocritical. You are not too perfect. You are not too dead to be separated from the love of Christ. And again, we get to do that as
0: a church. So how do we communicate that well to people from the outside looking in? One at a time. You
1: know, I think we so badly try to paint a broad brush And it's so about relationships and it's so about connection. Yeah. And I think that's really in the one-on-ones and it's honestly for me and the I'm sorry's and I forgive you's and this is who I intend to be. And this is who I'm trying to be. Um, And we continue. And as a parent, that starts with my daughter. I tell my daughter and during COVID, I don't know if anybody else is like this. I have told my daughter, I'm sorry more than in her entire life in the past year. Because I'll blow up at her or because I won't listen to her or just because we've spent so much time together. Um, And I think that that's really where it begins in that. And I think when we can lean into that and really grasp that grace and grasp our own brokenness is when we get to become really close with one another and with Christ.
0: I love that. So. We've talked about why it's important, and I think, I mean, you're just speaking to my soul. So I'm going to kind of do a high-level overview. Okay, This is what I heard you say. As parents, first off, I love that church and community are are synonyms. Church is community. Community is church. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. As parents, we can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. And we need to be surrounded by others. Mm -hmm. I'm going to pause on that for a second because I think about I think we gravitate towards God in highs and lows, right, in our lives. And I can think about, like, I mean, miscarriages, right? My church at that time, like, just lifted me through that because I couldn't stand on my own, right? When my husband got sick, same thing. What about on Tuesday? Right? What about the 80%? And I think in COVID, it's taught us that Tuesdays can be real long (laughs) right the the mun the the just boring life that we live you still need church Mm -hmm. and you still need that connectiveness to god you need that community and like hearing you say that again was just that realization of i i really don't know how people do it without it
1: yeah Yeah. You know, and again, I'm going to tell, you know, I say again, it's about the gifts you bring. And I think about when you're talking um, about how many people have texted me at a certain time and said, I've been praying for you, but also about how many times I've been able to text people and Mm -hmm. say, I'm praying for you on a Tuesday morning. Right. And just how powerful that is and how I get to be a part of that. So one of the things that my daughter and I do every night when she goes to bed and it's my very favorite thing in the whole world is we have prayer time together and she prays for three things that she's thankful for. And then anything that she's worried about or that's on her heart. And I've listened to her in this time, expand and to begin to pray about the germs and the sickness Mm -hmm. and people that we know that have it or people that, um, last night she was praying for people that are cold outside and don't have homes and don't have people who love them and how we can find ways to do that. Right. And I hear those words coming from her and agree. I think I've had a role in teaching that to her. Yeah. But that's also from our children's director, Jennifer, that's given her that language. Right. And that's from going and serving in food ministry at church with other people and them talking about who this is for. Mm-hmm. And that's not just from me, but it's from this community um, that we lean into and that we
0: get to be a part of and bring our gifts to. So if no, somebody's listening— and they've never been a part of church, and they don't even live in Texas, what are their next steps?
1: Just find one. Google it. I mean, churches are working on websites, and don't just judge it by their website, but just go. I mean, look to see, find a church that is near you. Asked to speak to the pastor, have a socially distant coffee. Maybe it'll be 60 degrees one day and you can meet outside and have a socially distant coffee, but just start somewhere. I mean, and I agree. And we say it's not a place, but you need to find a community. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, there's a lot of existing ones.
0: What if you have a lot of baggage and you're afraid to bring that into the church? Even better,
1: even better. You know, Jesus reminds us that it's not, For the healthy, the healthy don't need the doctor, right? It's those that are sick. And so again, as we have this greater understanding of our own brokenness, we have a greater understanding of the grace
0: that's there for us. in the community. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Hardest question. You ready? Mm -hmm. You have to pick one thing and I'm feeling you're going to break the rules, but I'm going to act like I'm going (laughs) to, you have to pick one group, either parents or children, and then you can only tell them one thing about this topic. So, first, do you want to talk to parents or children? Yes. Uh-huh. Breaking the rules. <laughs> okay, then you can only say one thing to both of them. What is it? About faith, church, and community. Church, community,
1: one and the same needs you. Needs your gifts. It's not about what you get. It's not about how much fun your child has and watching the videos or watching online or even when we're back in person going, but it's about what you are bringing, what gifts you're bringing, what gifts you have and what needs you can meet. And that means children, too. Quick story. Yes, ma'am. So every year when our first graders get our Bibles, they are, we give our Bibles to first graders because they're really getting excited about reading. And so that's when we put Bibles in the hands of our kids. Okay. And so the they get the Bible one Sunday and the next Sunday in every single service. We have six different services. Uh-huh. And in every single service, a different first grader reads a little bit because right. reading right. still new. Right. So a little bit of scripture. Well, our Heart of Africa service, we have a a service, our Heart of Africa Zimbabwe service has taken that and run with it. And every week they have a child recording, reading scripture. And what I told the pastor is he's raising leaders and he doesn't even know it because their children are bringing their gifts. As we look at it simply of reading scripture and they're leading worship every week. The words, the literal words of God are being lifted up. Yeah. Yeah by a child and they're growing leaders and they're using the gifts that those children have and they're lifting it up and using them
0: for the edification of believers and for worship. Thank you. You're welcome. You have reminded me of why church is important. I mean, I know that. And, but I hope that somebody listening today can see that the church needs them. Mm -hmm. can hear that the church needs them, that their gifts will make the church a better place. If you think it's too broken for you, it's the exact right place for you to Mm -hmm. be. And I hope, I hope that that message came through today. Thank you so much for listening today. If you, anything that we said today tugged on your heart and your soul, and you need somebody to talk through with it, you know I'm here for you. Reach out via email, on our Facebook, um, or a big bat light. I might see it. See you next week, friends. You can find information about our podcast on our webpage, um, on our Facebook page, and just make sure to visit our website or our Facebook page where you can subscribe to the show. It's in iTunes. It's all over the place now. So you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found it helpful, please um, rate us online. That always helps us gain more listeners because I feel like this community can really connect with the world. With that being said, if you listened to anything today that really spoke to you and you feel like you want to connect with me, don't ever hesitate to reach out. Kim Myers, you'll find my information on the website at St. Andrew United Methodist Church in Plano, Texas. I'm always here to connect with our listeners.